Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The robots are coming for your balls and strikes. Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. The age of the robots is about to arrive. It's about to take over your precious baseball. Get ready, baseball fans. It's a new era coming your way. The metallic beans are taking your pastime. Ken Levick alive on a Thursday on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the sunny, sparkly, and sweaty Intracoastal. Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. The Dominican Queen is back for her regular Thursday spot. Jeanette Javier in the uh, co-captain's chair here today on Ken Levick Alive. And uh, it was right around, oh, I don't know, 8.30, 8.45 this morning when Jeanette sent Stone and I in the pre-show text group uh, a link to a story about robot umpires, and she added the comment, this is weird. So, robot umpires, Jeanette, yeah. this is an idea that's been tossed around for the last couple of years. Robot umpires have been used at the minor league level for the last couple of seasons. Robot umpires, I think Jeanette initially thought, meant actual big metal Jetsons made type robots standing behind the plate calling balls and strikes. Don't lie. Did you think actual robots were going to be standing behind the plate? Yes. And I'm actually disappointed <laughs> that those I are not it. Had a feeling. So Absolutely. I am just now learning that you thought there were going to be actual machinery or robots behind home plate. I didn't like know that's big, what you meant. Big tanks of you didn't metal think, things. You didn't think the comment, this is weird, may have led you into a part of Jeanette's brain the thought actual robots were going to be behind the plate? Because that was my first thought. Jeanette thinks actual physical nuts and bolts robots would be standing behind the catcher. And as stereotypical as they get, too. I don't want no fancy colored robots. I want the silver the metal <laughs> tank, the clank. I want those kind of robots uh, behind. If a, a foul ball hits it and goes clank. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it dense, right, exactly. and then the robot uh-huh. glue makes it sound like ouch uh-huh. or and something then the like that. And steam starts coming out of its ears. Right? Yeah. Now, would baseball be better if that was the case? Yes. Objectively, yes. I can't argue with that, but that's not exactly what we're talking about with robot umpires. So Terminator is my favorite movie of all time, specifically Terminator 2. Wait, this robot just strangles the the hitter to death? Something like that. Like, how dare you? (laughs) Vaporizes the hitter? You were so bad playing this game or throwing that ball, you need to Uh, get out. Strike three. And then Sarah Connor swoops down Uh and saves us all. That's kind of what I was hoping, too. The mind of Jeanette is a funny thing. So so robot umpires, though, not like that, but robot umpires are a thing. All of this coming from Don Van Natta with an extensive feature on Rob Manfred, Major League Baseball Commissioner for ESPN.com that came out yesterday. And I'd actually seen this yesterday Thought about incorporating it into the show, but then we got busy hearing stories of uh, high school quarterback Stone the Bandwitz puking on his center's ankles in a game. Couldn't get to it. So this is a deep dive into whether or not Rob Manfred actually has Major League Baseball's and the game of baseball's best interests in mind. At one point, and there is a full video component to this, Rob Manfred is asked, do you like baseball? Do you hate the game of baseball? Do we have that, Stone? Yeah, we do. Here's Rob Manfred after being asked about how he feels about the commissioner of Major League Baseball, how he feels about the game of baseball. Rob, do you hate baseball? It is the most ridiculous thing um, among some fairly ridiculous things that get said about me. 
Do you hate baseball? There is a common perception amongst baseball fans that Rob Manfred actually hates baseball. That makes no sense. Well, Why didn't you just straight up say no? Well, he's had a rough ride. He's had a rough ride absolutely. as the commissioner. It's, nobody likes him. It's like a trend, though. Like, Rob Manfred hates baseball is like a trending yeah. sentence and, or but tweet that's The reason out. Rob Manfred hates baseball is because he's trying to fundamentally change baseball yeah. uh, that has been broken, right? Mm-hmm. Like when, when you're in a spot where the Yankees, the Yankees think they might not have the money to re-sign Aaron Judge to a contract extension, something's irrevocably broken in the system, right? Owners have been pushing for a long time. Fans have been pushing for a long time. Hey, the four-hour, 15-minute games, could probably do without that. We could probably maybe condense it a little bit. But also a major source of contention has been umpiring in baseball. Now, Rob Manfred was asked specifically about the umpires, and the best way to improve the game and to shorten the game. And this is detailed in the ESPN.com piece and touched on here by Rob Manfred, but a little bit of an insight into the pitch-to-pitch future of baseball. Can you foresee a time when the strike zone is called by technology and not umpires? I can. Um, We have... Um, uh, an automated strike zone system um, that works. As a matter of fact, we're using it two different ways this year in the minor leagues. Um, one way, the umpire has an earpiece. Every pitch is called by the system, and the umpire just makes the call that comes through the earpiece. Um, second system, less of a change, and you know we're always looking for incremental movement. Is a challenge type system where you know certain certain pitches could be um, uh, called. I think. Managers have three challenges. Challenges, yeah, I, I, exactly, exactly. So automated balls and strikes, in some capacity, looks like it's coming. Yeah, and I think there are many in and around baseball that are fearful of this because it's different because it's going to change. And I, I look at this, and you're always trying to get the best outcome, the most accurate outcome you can in any sport, whether it's a referee in football, whether it's an official in basketball, whether it's an umpire in baseball, uh, a referee in hockey, uh, a referee in soccer, you're always trying to get the most accurate outcome here. It seems like this is what baseball is going to try to do. They are going to bring in automated, laser-guided scenarios. They're going to help to direct humans in the right direction. Try and get it as accurate as possible. Listen, baseball, there are, and if you pay attention to it, Jeanette, online and especially on Twitter, there are entire Twitter accounts that will grade an umpire pitch by pitch and then determine at the end of a game what percentage of the time said umpire was correct. And if it's below like 94%, it becomes this massive thing that people retweet. That umpire is garbage. Doug Eddings in a game between the the White Sox and the Blue Jays a week and a half ago had a rough had a rough day. Michael Kopech of the White Sox struck out 13. A number of those pitches on replay were off the plate a bit, and he was lambasted. Doug Eddings was lambasted, the home plate umpire. But there is such a microscope on these guys, and when you have Twitter accounts that are dedicated to watching every single Major League Baseball game and grading out these umpires pitch by pitch, I mean, that is an extreme level of oversight from fans that you're starting to see. It is, and it's a shame that it's gotten to that point because umpires are human, and what they're doing, I think, is very tough to watch a 96-mile-per-hour ball being flown to you and trying to gauge where it's at. So I get the robots, but I'm only okay with the robots if there's the metal tanks. <laughs> that I am imagining. Clank. That'd be what's great. Your, what's your impression again of a ball hitting the robot? Clank. <laughs> I'm That's gonna, the only way I would do it. <laughs> I'm going to footfault here, but tennis has been doing it for a long time. Like the Hawkeye system that was implemented in, I think, 2006. Mm-hmm. Like they've totally gotten rid of line judges. So that when you hear, if you're watching a tennis match and it's out, usually in the old times you'd hear out or good, whatever it was. You hear out, but now it's an automatic voice coming from speakers. 
So it's no longer a person making a call in tennis, right. and it's been like that for years now. Right. And it's so accurate. When you want a challenge, you just look up, and it shows that it was out, and then you're on to the next thing. And I think that's what the minor leagues have been doing with this automatic yeah. strike. Now, the difference with tennis, though, is that it's not as if every volley is going to result in this system needing to be used, and it's immediate. And you do get reviews as well. You get what? Uh, how many reviews per match? Yeah, you get uh, two challenges per set. Two challenges per set. Okay. And that's where the crowd claps and you have yeah. the animated ball that comes down. And if the shadow of the ball is oh, on the, the graphic, line. Yeah. I like yeah. that. It's, it's if you want to try the robot, if you don't think the yeah. uh, technology is correct, that's when you use the challenge. It's worked well. On the other hand, so soccer, well. soccer has used something similar with VAR. Yes. And I think that... A majority of soccer fans would say that VAR has hurt the game because VAR has resulted in many goals being um, brought back, wiped off the board because a player has a finger offside mm-hmm. or half of his foot offside. And you can't spontaneously celebrate a goal anymore because there's the chance that the referee is going to get the call from above and have to go to the VAR system, and a player has half their hand offside, which honestly, in the grand scheme of things, really doesn't affect anything, and they wave the goal off. And it has changed the complexion of not only matches, but seasons and cup campaigns. And so there's a balance you have to strike with this entire thing. When it comes to sports overall, which sport needs the most help with its officiating. Is it baseball? Rob Manfred talking about, for all intents and purposes, robots helping out? Is it uh, is it football, where you have a handful of guys for 22 players on a 100-yard field with the longest rule book of any sport in the world? Because I tell you, the NFL and football as a whole, there's a lot of subjective rulings that I don't know how these dudes are seeing it based on where they're lined up on the field. I don't know. But for me, it's the NBA. Mm. It's not college, and it could be basketball as a whole, but the NBA especially, the speed of the game, the physicality of the game, the fact that in postseasons you have fan bases bemoaning or celebrating a specific official that's going to work that game because he has a reputation as being kind to a specific player or a specific team. There's trends with that official. That's inherently wrong. If it's truly subjective, these officials, there shouldn't be trends one way or another. There shouldn't be teams that are 10-1 and one when this official is, is on the floor for these games. And it is so difficult to call fouls, and it is so easy to become inconsistent in basketball. I think that basketball needs the most help when it comes to its officiating. And I don't know necessarily how to fix it, but I do know, I think of all the sports, it's the most inconsistent refereed game out there. I say basketball needs the most help with its officiating. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Which sport has the most frustrating officiating? Which sport needs the most help with its officiating? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I mean, basketball has a problem. Basketball absolutely has a problem. I think the NFL has a problem. When we see rule changes every single year, we had reviews on pass interferences. Uh, We react to major playoff calls and then change rules the following season. But Rob Manfred may hate baseball, but it seems like Rob Manfred actually is making the biggest effort to try to, on a pitch-by-pitch basis, get it right. Yeah, the pitch count in baseball that they're implementing is taking 30 minutes off of the minor league games, which is, I mean, music to a lot of people's ears, but I'm yeah. with you. Undeniably, I think it's basketball. I can't even get somebody who who doesn't like the teams to pay attention because it's just foul after foul after foul, and it's just well, the breaks flopping. up the game, the flopping and everything. I, mean, I have a true problem with the bonus. I think when it comes down to the end of the game and the team's down four or five and you just purposely foul, I, I don't know if there's a solution. I don't even know if there's been any, like, propositions for it, but I have a real problem with the bonus fouls and how teams can just kind of close the door and not give another team a chance by fouling. I just think, Jeanette, inherently, when you have a game and a sport where flopping is rewarded more than 30% of the time, Marcus Smart 
won Defensive Player of the Year for flopping. He flopped his way to a Defensive Player of the Year award, and he was exposed in the postseason and embarrassed himself. Joel Embiid, that dude is a powerhouse, and all he does is flop for calls oh, yeah. and gets the benefit of the doubt. I, I The NBA is a star-driven league, and I think too many individual players for doing things that are cheap get rewarded, and that's why I think basketball has the biggest problem. It has a problem, but then you're comparing oranges to apples when it comes to officiating with baseball versus basketball. Basketball, you're controlling opinions. Baseball, you actually have actual strike zone and borders that you can do something well, about. Yeah, so in baseball, it's supposed to be on the corners, to the knees, to the letters. Mm-hmm. That's the strike zone. Now, is that always the case? No, and it depends on the umpire. Now, what you're looking for the umpire to do, if he's going to call the tight strike zone, call a tight strike zone for nine innings, right? Mm-hmm. If it's going to be a wide strike zone, call a wide strike zone. Now, some umpires will give a benefit of the doubt to a pitcher that makes a career off of hitting the corners. Sometimes he squeezes him. That pitcher gets lit up. That's part of the frustration. I understand it. But you mean to tell me that robots are going to be, this automated strike zone is going to be instituted and baseball fans are going to be perfectly happy and it's going to be utopia? There's still going to be these Twitter accounts where, oh, the robot missed it. Uh, After looking at this 18 times, that looked like it was an inch and a half off the corner. Ah, the robots are trash. Nobody's ever going to be happy with the with so so Ron Manfred's going to try, but I honestly think that it's going to be a whole lot of nothing because people are still going to be pissed off and still whine and complain about the entire thing. That's human nature, Jeanette. Yeah, but I'm writing a list here of why we should have actual physical robots, um, as opposed to just whatever tennis does. I think that should change. Can you imagine if a human was so upset with the robot that he actually went up to the robot and started punching him? We would have a fight between a robot and a human well, over what, a, a zone. Well, what would the robot be made of? Aluminum? Yes. yes. I just want to hear the clank, boing, ding, yeah. dong. Because you can punch time. aluminum, but if it was like <laughs> steel, probably not a good no, idea. No, I want the human to actually have a fight. It would never win, but I want to give it a chance. Hmm. Bring the hopes up and then ruin it. But what if the robot becomes overly self-aware and then something catastrophic happens? That's when mm. Sarah Connor comes through and saves us all. <sighs> I mean, it would my be better plan, with physical robots. My plan, my plan is so much better than whatever you guys are thinking. <laughs> than whatever we're thinking. Absolutely. I just think taking the personal aspect out of it will work. Like you said, like different umpires have different strengths and styles. Like I think showing up to the ballpark and knowing that you have Roger McGrath and it's like, oh, he likes to call him inside. And then all of a sudden, like the players who have been around for a long time have to adjust their game plan for that specific day. That doesn't seem necessarily right. And they do the same with Scott Foster. And they do the same with a lot of the referees in the NBA. It's like, okay, he does this. So at some point, if you're like a an Eric Spolstra or a Brad Stevens, somebody who's really heady, I mean, you start drawing up certain plays where you know you're going to call doing this and you know you're going to call if you set this up and run it this way. I think taking that out of it, as far as from a baseball standpoint, is going to do nothing but good. Tennis has been flawless with it. But how could you – like tennis, it's easy. Is the ball on the line or is it off? How could you actually – how can a robot or whatever technology actually define a hit or a slap or putting your hand up in front of somebody? Yeah, no, I'm not going. Yeah, see, I'm basketball, basketball is restrictive in what you can actually do to that's improve it. That's what I'm it. saying. But yeah. that's the problem. The game is inherently flawed until they can figure something out, and that's why I think it needs the most help. It's I think basketball officiating is in the most dire shape. Baseball is going to take this profound step to try and shorten the game, bring in this automated strike zone, be pain. Grown human beings to basically stand behind the catcher so a robot can tell them, ball, strike, ball, strike. They just are calling things based off of what uh, a machine is telling them. It will cut down on error. But, yeah, you're right. Basketball, I don't know how you fix that. I don't know. And, And to me, the amount of focus on officiating in the NBA and especially in the playoffs with so much on the line and the inconsistency and this guy gets officiated differently than this guy, Yes, that spoils the sport for me. And I love basketball. Love basketball. Love the NBA. Love the NBA playoffs especially. But no game is hurt more by the officiating and the focus on officiating to me than basketball. I think it's become to the point where if, if you're gambling, like you can gamble on James Harden's free throw attempts, Joel Embiid's free throw attempts. Like they know that the certain amount of calls they're going to get in the 
what is it, uh, 12, 24, 30, like, a, like an hour, 45 minute long to an hour game. They know how many fouls are going to get called on a guy. I mean, that's kind of embarrassing in itself that they let you put your hard-earned money on that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think it's football that needs most help officiating okay. as well, especially comparing basketball, the actual game of basketball versus football. Moments in football happen occur on a much more rare occasion than you do in basketball. Basketball, you can have three plays in a row with three-pointers. That amazing catch, like that. there was that controversial call with there's the Saints. Mm-hmm. And the postseason. The interference. Exactly. Giant call. Uh, it was a huge call, and people kept discussing it and that talking about it. That's the NFC title it. game, yeah. So I think that the calls in football have way much more of an impact on the actual because game. Because one play makes uh, can make a significant greater difference than one individual play in, in basketball. basketball. If you miss a three-pointer because of a foul or whatever, yeah, I'm, yeah. you can do it again. Well, and That's I a really think good point. The NFL, I talked about the NBA being challenging because of the speed and the physicality of of the sport. It's 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 hard. It's really really hard. But it's a much more condensed playing surface, right? So you should be able to see more and it's significantly less number of of human beings on the floor to adjudicate in that spot. In football, got 22 guys on the field. You're covering 100 yards, right? You're covering 60 yards width in that spot. It's really, really difficult to see holds. It's really, really difficult when you've got hand fighting and physicality to call a pass interference. I mean, from that standpoint, you're right. And the NFL has 9 million rules. It's not just pass interference, holding, and face mask. It's uh, offside. It's false start. And they change. It's delay of game. They change every, every single year. Unnecessary yeah. roughness. Uh, yeah, yeah, one that teeters that line. Celebration. Right. Uh, hitting a quarterback low. Uh, all of these things. Yeah, the, the celebration, the taunting. All it's, it's really up to whether or not an official has the stomach for something. And, and it changes. Like you hear, and this goes for basketball too. Oh, inside two minutes, let him play. Yeah. No. You need to officiate the same way that things were officiated with 13 minutes left to go. It ain't street ball. I think picking your spots as a referee is one of the cool parts of it because you really get to show off your stuff and like in a moment where we don't want a foul call, like don't call it. But but I don't want to show. I don't want to see the officials show off their stuff. But you want to shouldn't be the focus. But you want to see a better product. And and in that case, if you're calling a foul with a, a guy down three, trying to th- like it's a better. Then don't product. call the foul with six minutes left. I mean, I hear you, but I mean, overall, we want the better product out there. So don't call it under that two minutes. I don't mind that. I don't ever mind that. I mean, if, if Jeanette is right. Football, just the the breadth of the rule book, and I, I I maintain that American football for anybody on the planet. All right, for, say say there was an alien that came in from a different galaxy. Okay. Oh dear. And you tasked said alien with. Learn all of the sports that are played on the planet. All right. So we're talking baseball, basketball, tennis, American football, soccer, tiddlywinks, cricket, uh, rugby. I don't care. Tiddlywinks is a game with like little plastic circles and you shoot them into a little like cylinder. Okay. I'm old. The old people play it. Um, Dominoes, whatever. Um, American football is the single most difficult sport. For any living organism to learn because there are so many damned rules. So many rules involved in it. Yeah, I think I, I would I would counter that with uh, when you get shown a replay after a penalty is called in the NFL or college, you know, whatever level of football it is, I feel like a fan understands or or agrees most of the time. Like when you get a holding, you're, oh, holding call. You show the replay, and it's a holding. But I also think that fans can get manipulated by the broadcaster. Like, it, 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 uh, Let me give you a scenario. You look at something in real time, and there's no analysis to it. Um, you're like, I didn't see that call. I didn't see that. You see the replay. You're like, what are you talking about a hold? I didn't see anything. But if Chris Collinsworth is saying, up oh, there, you see the right hand between the index finger and the thumb got a piece of jersey, that's to- a hold. Totally. Then you say, oh, yeah, I see it right there. <laughs> but, like, did that affect anything? Is it actually a hold if it takes the broadcaster upon a fourth look in slow motion to see a little bit of thread between the fingers of the offensive lineman and then there was an accurate hold call? Like, come on, what are we doing here? I think it's there to keep them honest because if you don't make that little nitty-gritty call, that tiny little call, 
and he'll continue to keep doing that or hold a little bit. So I think it's to keep him honest, hold him off a little bit, just kind of let him know that you can't do that. But, yeah, I mean, he does break up the game. But that goes to consistency then. Like, you're not calling that scenario with with 40 seconds left. For sure. And that's why it's frustrating. Football, I mean, Jeanette's right. Football is a good one. Jeanette says football. Jeanette says the NFL especially. I, uh, you know, there there is certainly a case to be made. I think the NBA has the most frustrating officiating. I think basketball, but primarily the NBA has the most frustrating officiating. But I've got a social media full of baseball. We'll go through it when we come back. But I've got, and I don't know if it's because we're in season, but almost unanimous on social media, fans saying it's baseball. That has the worst officiating. I'm not sure. Rob Manfred says, hey, we're probably going to robot umpires. We're probably going to automated officiating, much to Jeanette Chagrin, not actual physical robots. Stupid. But but automated strike zones. Which sport has the most frustrating officiating? Which sport's the most frustrating with its officiating? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. There is no frustration with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Like soon-to-be baseball, technolo- uh, technologically advanced as well. You can take the courses online out of the comfort of your own home or you can certainly go on campus in Boca Raton. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. 22 years guiding you to your dream job in sports. It is setting you up for tomorrow. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Which sport has the most frustrating officiating? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. We'll get to your tweets. And when we come back, how do we feel about taking the human element away from baseball? Because for the old-timers, the old-pastimers, I don't think it's going to be well-received. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. It's true, we just spent an entire break drawing what we think our robot umpires would look like in a perfect world, in a perfect robot utopia. God, we suck. Presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Well, we, have, uh, we have one entry, and we'll tweet all these at KLV1063 once our masterpieces are complete. The first entry is questionable. <laughs> questionable at best. We'll put it out there for vote. Robot umpires coming to Major League Baseball. Rob Manfred tells ESPN automated strike zones are on the way. They've worked at the minors. By the way, we don't need reviews on balls and strikes if we have the automated strike zone. We don't need three reviews like they were hypothesizing because that just ends any condensing of the game that's going to take place. Resist the reviews once the robots get involved. Now, what we did learn is that Jeanette thought that the automated umpires, the quote-unquote robot umpires, meant they were actually going to be metallic robots behind the plate made of nuts and bolts and screws and yes. hoses, and uh, that's a no. Aluminum, so when people fight the robots, it makes They a- dent. Exactly. And w- w- what sound does it make again? Clank. <laughs> Let's go to social media. We've been uh, we've been asking the question. Uh, I, I had the question in front of me. I, I turned it over, and there was my robot my robot umpire right there. I've got to finish that uh, that artwork in the break. Uh, which sport has the most frustrating officiating? Which sport has the most frustrating officiating? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063, where we asked the question. And here are the responses. Josh tweets in, I'll be specific, any Major League Baseball game that Angel Hernandez is umpiring, he's the absolute worst, the defense rests case closed. Now, baseball fans almost universally hate Angel Hernandez, but Angel Hernandez isn't just a bad umpire, he gets defensive, too. He's got a temper, he wants to come back at managers or players that question him, that argue with him, his his composure is 
bad for someone who is in the role that he's in. He's bad, and then his temper makes it worse. I get why people hate Angel Hernandez, but he's he is, to me, just a, a small modicum of what the umpires are in baseball. I think largely umpires do just fine. They do just fine, but Angel Hernandez is an example of bad. Osmataz tweets in the NFL. Slows the game down. They still get it wrong. There's no consistency. Like, Jeanette, we still don't know what a catch is. Negative. We still don't know in the NFL what a catch is. We don't have a true definition. And it changes between officiating crew. And one officiating crew has 200 holding calls on the season. Another has 85. Like, that's that's not good. That's not good. Yeah, for me, the one that, that, that stands out the most, you talk about catching the ball. Like, now, as of last year, season I believe or two seasons ago if you're maintaining possession while it's touching the ground it's a catch mm-hmm. like why did we force that like right. that, that needed to be a thing when when we start to have a definition then we have a definition but then after a replay one officiating crew and it looks like it's a catch we'll say no catch for reasons that we don't understand and you have officiating experts on all these broadcasts and they're all giving different outlooks on what the call could be it's wildly confusing the NFL is all over the place. Uh, Dr. A. Luck tweets in, baseball, it's the only sport where technology could solve the frustrating parts and we all know it. Now, but here's the thing. We're going to bring in the automated strike zone and we're still going to complain about it, Jeanette. There's still going to be Twitter accounts dedicated to, oh, this was still an inch off the plate. The robot was wrong. Uh, baseball's flawed. Go back to the humans. Like That's exactly what's going to happen. We're always going to find something to criticize with this. Absolutely, but I think the goal is to reduce the amount, not like... If you can never make anybody happy, period, point blank, in any facet of life. So trying to make everybody happy, especially baseball fans who seem to be the most miserable fan base in general. They are pretty miserable. You're not going to make them happy. The most frustrating officiating. Robbie tweets, baseball, Ryan, baseball, Josh, baseball, Tom, baseball. So, I mean, I think it's basketball that has the most frustrating officiating that needs the most help. But I think the majority. Do you think it's because we're in baseball season? Like Probably. there's actually games no. going on right and there's now. There's nothing I was else gonna, going on right now. I was going to yeah. bring that up. If basketball was going right now, I it's think just the recency. answer would be the NBA. Yeah. Um. Uh, so so we'll continue uh, this. And again, which sport has the most frustrating officiating? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. And you can tweet at us at KLV one zero six three again. All of us uh, on the show are drawing uh, our, our prototypical robot umpire if there were actual robots that were going to uh, actually stand behind the plate and call balls and strikes like Jeanette wishes and thought was the case until I exposed that early in the show, that it's not actually the case. I'm very disappointed. Uh, but we'll tweet those at KLV1063 again and once all of our entries are complete. But this also got me thinking because... Jeanette and I tried to describe what the robot would look like. You know, uh, I, I just imagine metallic, mm-hmm. and it's got some wavy arms. Boxy. Boxy. Maybe the eyes light up when it calls a strike. Uh, mm-hmm. Red. Ooh. Um, mm-hmm. It sort of waddles out to the plate. Yes. Uh, <laughs> with the, with the, there's some dee Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it beeps. Yeah, it's like beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> what? It takes 30 minutes to get there. Hurry <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Right> up, robot. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it? Where is it coming from? Why doesn't it just stay it right lives, behind the plate? It lives the whole in a time? box. Well, maybe it, maybe it's just bolted into no, the ground. It, it could rust. The robot oh, could yeah, rust if you leave it out. If it's a metal robot, it's going to rust. Okay, right? exactly. Well, hopefully, the uh, billion dollar industry can uh, actually, invest some good money. I actually a robot. think it would be better if it did live in a box behind the plate and then it ambled out to the plate before every game. And there was a big production for it, too, like flames and lasers. And it shot lasers at the scoreboard or something. Yeah. What if the robot shot lasers? Now, what we're probably doing is endangering the fans. Because what if something goes wrong with a robot? It is not human. But you want to talk about making baseball exciting? Oh, man. You are going to get butts and seats waiting for the reveal of the robot. <laughs> See, <laughs> no show doubt. Up. That would be the, the robot reveal. The robot umpire reveal, reveal before every game would be awesome. Laser light show. 
And it also would take like, 20 minutes because the robot. Now, would the robot roll? Would we put wheels on the robot? No, no. It's, it's got to it's, It has to walk. <laughs> no, it's and it has to be. Aaron, <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Aaron, and it's like Pink Floyd or something. Yeah. yeah like yeah, that ooh. in the background. Yeah, it's not bad. Aaron, Rudge hits a home, Aaron Judge hits a home run and he shoots off fireworks from, <laughs> that come out of him. Yeah. I mean, that's. Remember when the Marlins but, had that sculpture that yeah. was a dolphin in the yeah, water yeah, and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be like that, but in robot. Behind the plane. What if we had to, like, until that until that was built, we had to make do with a good movie or TV robot? Like something designed off of something that already exists. It'd be like Rosie the Robot from the so Jetsons. So you envision the, the made robot from the Jetsons. Yes. That would be the prototypical MLB umpire, robot umpire, would be Rosie from the Jetsons. Look at the robot I drew. That looks like Rosie's future husband. <laughs> Literally boxy like that right. that robot and Rosie could be something. Right. I feel like we have to do this. What is the best robot TV or movie? What is the best TV or movie robot? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What is the best movie or TV robot? 888-760-3776. I'm going to drop one. You guys are going to have no clue what I'm talking about. But first, let's go to Leo in Riviera Beach. Leo is on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Leo? Hey, guys. Happy Thursday. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I, I just I just want to bring up a quick couple things about a robot. So I kind of imagine behind home plate, just basically, you know how they do the speed radars? Uh-huh. I, com- I kind of imagine a laser like that where it puts the strike zone right in front of the catcher Ooh. and you know so we can't so they can't see it but obviously you know the the crowd and stuff could see it but what i what i would miss about real umpires is their actions when they strike somebody out i kind of like that you know when they punch somebody out and they're more uh emotive with their with their well, hands can't we and stuff teach like the that robot to do that that would be so cool it'd take like 15 minutes to do it but if you yeah could do but it. the the arms would have to be made of like slinky so that there's actual like <laughs> there's actual like movement and fluidity of the arms like the hot dog and, from yeah. toy story <laughs> yeah and, and i arms. think i I think that they would also have to have like an inflatable portion in their belly so that they could replicate fat umpires. Oh, that's and not then also every every robot has a different build. I sort of like that. Very nice. Yeah, like an Angel Hernandez three thousand kind of thing, but probably calls <laughs> oh, all the strikes better. Angel Hernandez three thousand. <laughs> but also uh, one more thing, I think that if you, the only thing that I would say about robots is that if you could hack them. The home team might be able to get a, a better advantage. Yeah. And then how would you adjust the laser for different heights of players? Because Altuve's strike zone isn't the same as Aaron Judge's strike zone. Yeah, we would have to program the robot. That's a great call. I'm not an engineer, but I'm sure you can do it. But that was the problem I had with, with Stone saying that if Aaron Judge hits a home run, the robot then shoots fireworks out of its head because then – you're going to be accusing the robot umpire of favoritism towards the Yankees or whatever team Aaron Judge is playing for. You want the robot to be on a completely even playing field. No, 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 no. It would shoot the fireworks for every home run in the league, not just Aaron Judge. If Altuve mm-hmm. hits a home run, phew, off the fireworks go. Uh, do you guys, are you aware of the show Small Wonder? No. I'm not. This was a show back in the late 80s. Um, go If you could, on YouTube, look up the um, the theme song for Small Wonder, if it exists, uh, Stone. It was a show about a man who built a robot daughter named Vicky. She lived in a closet, okay? And so she looked like a human, but she was a robot. And so anytime the neighbors were over... Uh, she would act like a human. She she talked like a robot, though. Nobody could tell. Because, again, this is an 80s sitcom, so people are just, you know, they're dumb. Um, yeah, this is it right here. Yeah, go ahead and crank that. Go ahead. Keep keep it. There we go. This So Small Wonder is one of the iconic shows in my childhood because it came on at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon in Chicago every single day. And there were episodes where she'd start to, like, spark and melt down, and they'd have to try and hide it from the neighbors before they found out that, for whatever reason, the neighbors couldn't know that the dad built a robot daughter. I have no idea. I have but a she slept and lived in a closet. Eating a, a light bulb? She's yeah. eating a yeah, light she, bulb. Yeah, yeah. She, she, um, she could turn on light bulbs with her mouth because she that's was a robot. That's what I'm looking at. It's really yeah. awkward. Mm-hmm. Our, so that's, that would, that's one of my favorite robots in TV or movies. Or, well, my, the best robot of all time is the T-1000 from Terminator. 
That's Arnold. Yeah. That's the best robot of all time. I wish I could have him as my of robot. Of all time? Of all time. Um, uh, Mark tweets in, the lost in space robot. Danger Will Robinson. I've never heard of that. Yeah, see, again, this is what happens when you try to talk robots with babies. Is yeah. that... Uh, Jeanette hasn't seen any movies, so that's a problem, and Stone's a baby. Yeah, mine would be uh, from shows and movies you guys have never seen. What about Star Wars? Like C-3PO, yeah. R2-D2. It's a great one. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, and that's R2-D2. Where the, the strike zone, R2-D2 could project the messages from Princess Leia out of his, I guess, call chest. That would be the call. That's the strike zone. Now, Rob Manfred would pop out instead of Princess Leia or yeah. something. Uh, or before the game, you would have yeah, you would have a video of Rob Manfred that played out of R2-D2's chest. And he said, play ball, and that would be the start of the game. That's beep, a good beep, idea. Oh, or, I love or, or give him the voice of a legendary ump that everybody loves. So like who? You, you can Name that legendary ump. <laughs> that, every, you, you, that everybody loves. Well, I was hoping Ken was going to do that for me, but everyone <laughs> that, 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 that everyone kind of loves and you the can't large, get mad at. Large market for legendary umpires. You can't think of any that are like, no. that are like just classics? No. 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 Not one. Neither can I mean. Uh, the only one I. I really truly know is Angel Hernandez, and because everybody <laughs> that, hates him. That's for all the wrong. It's because reasons. everybody hates him. What is the best TV or movie robot? What's the best TV or movie robot? What's the the newer Star Wars? The circle guy, the orange and white guy. BB-8. BB-8. Yeah, 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 he's pretty cute. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And that's a droid, not a robot. But he is a robot. A droid, it's a droid is a robot. A droid is a different class of robot. Yeah, but it's a robot I by definition. So. He's made yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's metal. better than a robot. Okay. How does he not break apart? Like he's he rolls around and it's a rocky surface. How does he not and break apart? He gives apart? fire thumbs up. He's he's good, but he's not R two D two. Who's to go? Which spot has the most frustrating? Which sport has the most frustrating officiating? What's the best robot in TV and movie history? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, Jeanette thinks that if there was going to be a robot umpire, it should look like Rosie from the Jetsons. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I should have known what type of show it was going to be when in the pre-show meeting, I had to say to Jeanette, quote, I feel like we can only do one poop show per week. And now, an exhaustive feature done by poor Don Van Nata. Content that's going to teach you something at ESPN about where baseball stands. And we've allowed it to devolve into a conversation about what type of robot we want physically behind the plate calling balls and strikes. We suck. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Again, <laughs> we believe <laughs> Rob, uh, Rob Manfred says that automated robot umpires and Stone if you could if you could find that song I don't know what the name of the song is, uh, is you all ready for this it's like jock, it's, it's a jock jam song but I can't remember the name of it um, but but a a robot instead of an automated strike zone they call it robot umpires why don't we have an actual robot behind the plate yes and so I just feel like and and we've determined. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Go ahead and crank that. This is what the robot. We've determined that we want an actual physical robot behind the plate, and what we envision is before first pitch, all of a sudden this song starts playing, fireworks start to blast off all over the stadium, and fans out of a wild. Yeah, yeah, fans going crazy. Laser light show, and a metal box opens behind the plate. Crank this, Stone. Crank this. This is playing. People are dancing. Confetti's flying. And this robot starts lurching out of his box towards the plate. And it takes him 20 minutes because he's just like... All the fans doing the yeah! Yeah. Yeah, yeah! Now, we could put this robot on wheels. We could put him on a track. But why do that when the robot could amble towards home plate for 20 minutes? This is the baseball I want. This is the baseball we need, to be quite honest. But what is the best robot from TV and movies? What is the best TV or movie robot? 
Rosie the Robot is probably going to be where we start the design for this home plate, umpire robot. Um, good robot. R2-D2, C-3PO, good robot. I like Vicky from Small Wonder, the 80s sitcom that nobody else knows what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, Stone, what was your favorite? You don't. You didn't tell us your favorite robot. Yeah, well, because I didn't think you guys would know, but I would go Carl from Meet the Robinsons, or coming in second would be Wally. Just everybody. Wally, Wally's adorable. Yeah, just adorable. Never seen it. Wally is adorable. Never seen it. It's. I mean, you, you've guess, never seen Wally. No. Oh man, you don't know what he did for the Earth. He saved the planet. He saved the planet. It yeah. was a filthy. I know mess. he says Wally every like wow. five seconds. No. Wow, so <laughs> yeah, that's his girlfriend. What's his girlfriend's name? Uh, uh, Wallina. Oh I don't, yeah. No, I, is that uh, it? I, I don't know. know. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he sold me on it again. You but ruined yeah, it. Wally's like, oh yeah. But look up, look up how cute Wally is. I know what he looks like. I just haven't seen the movie. It's the best TV or movie robot. I can't believe we're doing this. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight eight eight. 760-3776. Jeanette says uh, the T-1000, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, the Terminator. Uh, I'd like to apologize to everybody for uh, for this show, but you know what? It's almost 4th of July. We have a three-day weekend coming up, Woo! and I don't care. Lloyd's in Riviera Beach. Lloyd's on Ken LeVick Alive. Hi, Lloyd. How you doing? Good. Uh, my favorite robot is Robbie. I don't know the name of the movie, but he was, he, he was in a movie to where... Uh, he can do several little things. You know, he made some alcohol for the <laughs> one of the cooks on the ship. They want a, uh, some planet, but his name was Robbie. Robbie the Robot. I don't know if he was. He uh, was Forbidden on. Forbidden uh, Planet. He was in Forbidden Planet. He yeah. Was in a, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The 1956 yeah. classic film Forbidden Planet. Wow, Lloyd, you are going yeah. way back. But yeah, you're right. Lloyd could do absolutely, or Robbie could do absolutely everything. That is a good one. Well done. We're going back. By the way, from Mystery Science Theater 3000, I'm getting great. Tom Servo, great. who's made out of a gumball machine. That's another great TV robot. And Mystery Science Theater 3000, the newer version of it, I think is funnier than the original. Really? If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. I haven't seen the new one. I've it's seen on the Netflix. original. They've got Crow. Many times. They've got Tom Servo. Crow is made out of a bowling pin. Gypsy is in there. She's made out of a vacuum cleaner. All really good robots. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Welcome to your radio career, Stone. Yeah. This is what it's all about, right? I mean, let's get it. Uh, who's on uh, Who's on one, Stone? Oh, we got Joe. Joe and Jupiter. Joe and Jupiter. What's up, Joe? I got a great combo unit for best robots ever, but I have a question first. Yeah. Uh, is, uh, is Iron Man to a robot? Mm. Well, jo- oh. Iron Man's a superhero. Well, he's though. a suit. He's, he's yeah. built out okay. of a suit. suit. Joe, no. Joe okay. Jar- Jarvis, his sidekick, would be the robot in the Iron Man. The You're one right. Okay. All right. Well, my two robots. Oh, yeah. My two robots that are all about saving the world and the universe. So you got to go with Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. Oh, oh hell yeah, baby. Yeah, Joe. There we go. Absolutely. That is extremely well done. Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. And a little respect, Megan Fox, Port St. Lucie. What up, girl? Well, she can... What did I do there? I I don't know. (laughs) What was that? I was just going to ask you. (laughs) What up, girl? I was going to go into a whole thing. A diatribe, I think, is the correct big word. Yeah. About how she can do so much better than MGK, but that's another topic. Uh, And by the way, uh, you'll want to pay attention to uh, KLV1063 on Twitter when I unveil... The the drawn pictures, uh, this contest we're having, everybody on the show has drawn what they think the Major League Baseball robot home plate umpire should look like. And let me tell you, these things would not sell for a damn thing at an art auction. Oh, I think mine's pretty great. I promise you of that. Ernesto in Boyden. What's up, Ernesto? What's up, guys, boys and girls? Thanks for taking my call. I have a, I got a, I got a box. It's a combination of two. And Ken, you probably, you, you remember one of them, okay. Uniblab. You know, you remember Uniblab? Uh, not really. From the Jetsons. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Uniblab. Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. That's a good okay. one. Okay, okay. Uniblab, and then Bender. From Futurama. I'm sorry, but that guy oh, killed good, me. Good call. Oh, Bender, good call. Bender might wow. be the funniest robot wow. in TV or movie history. Like, I'm sorry. That's the funniest. Yes. That's the funniest non-human yep. person that I can crack up to. He's as close to human as he can be, and he is a robot. Yeah, and Bender Bender is an absolutely excellent one. And yeah, Uniblab is is I think George Jetson's like buddy. 
It's his friend, right? He's got a purple head and some antennas the coming saucer. Up. Yeah. yeah, he's a saucer. He's a, yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, Skip. Let's go to Skip in West Palm. Skip's on Ken Levick Alive. What's hey. going on, Skip? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. I have a good one for you. Okay. How about Jaime from Get Smart? <laughs> oh, man. I haven't heard anything about Get Smart in like 20 years. You're exactly right. Yeah, that man. Is... <laughs> hey, you're the coolest spy robot ever, bro. Oh, man. And I can't, uh, I got to tell you, Skip, when I was a kid and it would come on Nick at night, I always wanted uh, a, a shoe phone. Always wanted a shoe phone because it gets smart. I appreciate the call. Uh, it's so funny hearing uh, like it's, it's shows like Get Smart come up or Small Wonder come up, and Jeanette glo- just glosses over. Stone doesn't even bother to try and pay attention because he has no idea what, what are you we're talking, talking about? about. Every time I hear Robot's name, I'm immediately Googling Uniblab. Oh, doing. is that what you're doing? But you've never heard of Get Smart, right? No, uh, no it looks it, it looks pretty old, though. 1965. <laughs> it looks pretty old. That's the assessment from Stone. I mean, anything from 1995 is old for Stone. Yeah. Stop. Like, seriously. Am I old? I, I am. Oh. <gasps> No, you're not. Lucy, <laughs> so Scott and Jupiter. Scott is in Jupiter. Scott, welcome to this nightmare. How are you, buddy? Good, Ken. I'm going to go real old on you. Okay. 1960s, the uh, robot from Lost in Space, Danger, Will Robinson. Yeah, yeah. We um, uh, what was uh, what did that robot have a name or was it just the robot from Lost in Space? I think it was Danger. Was it Danger? B seven. Be oh, the boy seven. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh man, that is good. That is that is the second uh, lost in space. Uh, and uh, Mike on Twitter, small wonder. There we go. One of Woo! my people. One of my people weighing in. Vicky, look it up. If you haven't seen Small Wonder, don't watch a full episode. It's <laughs> really bad. But take in like five minutes because it's arguably the weirdest sitcom that has ever been made. In American television history. What's the best TV or movie robot? This started as a conversation about how to make baseball better, automated strike zones, and now we're just listing off our favorite robots. A real glance into where uh, the Major League Baseball is uh, at right now. We're getting paid for this. You're if you're angry about it, you can email Stephanie Prince at uh, sprince at espnwestpalm.com. Go ahead and email her if you're angry that we're getting paid for this. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.